Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. You've heard that running is a mental sport, right? So why are we not training our brains as much as we are logging our miles? When things get hard during a race, when you feel like quitting, when accomplishing your big goal is just out of reach, you will be so glad that you took the time to work on your mindset, which is why today's episode is being sponsored by the Run Your Mind journal that I created just for runners like you. It is available right now on Amazon. The link is in the show notes and you can start working on your mindset and support our podcast. You will be so glad that you took the time to go through all the goal trackers, activities, and thought-provoking journal prompts that will help you unlock your potential as you dive into the depths of what makes you tick as an athlete. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. We are going to dive right into it today because I am going to talk about the mistakes that I made postpartum. And I will be talking about the mistakes that I made in my previous postpartum journey with my son seven years ago, and of course, my most recent experience with my daughter. Now, I am currently 13 weeks postpartum at the time of recording this podcast episode, so I am still navigating some aspects of, you know, post-pregnancy and, of course, you know, the, the highs and lows of having having a new baby, Um, but there are some key things that I really want to talk about today. And I know that this episode doesn't necessarily apply to most of my audience. I know a lot of my clients um, have kids that are a little bit older. Um, You know, some of my clients are even past childbearing years and even have grandchildren. But I wish that I had this information when I was starting to run or when I had my first baby. And so I'm hoping that by putting this episode out there, it finds itself into the ears of somebody that needs to hear it. So I want to make this episode. And if you don't have a new baby, um, you know, you can still listen because I think that there is always still lessons to learn in other people's experiences, even if you aren't in that moment of of life or in that season of life, I think that there's always lessons to learn. And maybe you're just nosy and want to know what I've been up to the last, um, you know, 13 weeks. So let's kind of dive on into it and go over the mistakes that I made postpartum. So 
The first thing that I want to talk about is I think the most important. And that is the fact that if you don't know, you can deal with incontinence or, um, you know, having urine leakage even if you didn't have a vaginal birth. So I've had two C-sections and I guess that that was one of the things that um, totally blew my mind and totally caught me off guard when I had my son is the fact that I was dealing with incontinence. So every time I laughed or coughed or jumped or started running, I would deal with leaking urine. And that was so embarrassing. And I had no idea that that could happen if you had a C-section. I just thought that was an issue with like pelvic floor, if you had a vaginal birth. And um, you know, it can absolutely happen to anybody. And so I, I found that very embarrassing. I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to ask for help. I just thought, you know, this was just normal after having babies. And while it might be common, it's definitely not something that should be normal or something that should just be ignored or dealt with um, because there are absolutely things that you can do to work on your pelvic floor, help that incontinence. And that's something that you should be talking to a doctor or a pelvic floor specialist about. And instead, because I was so embarrassed with this issue or I just thought it was something that I should deal with, um, I, I really just ignored it. Luckily, with getting back into exercise, um, the issue eventually did go away. But I would say for the first six months after I had my baby, um, that was something that I dealt with. And I know that if I would have maybe gone to a pelvic floor specialist or worked on some exercises, um, hopefully, hopefully that would have gone away a whole lot sooner. And it's not something that I should have been embarrassed about. Another thing that I had postpartum with my first and with my current pregnancy, um, was diastasis recti. And if you don't know what diastasis recti, it is a separation in your abdomen muscles. Obviously, as we are pregnant and our belly grows, our abdomen kind of parts ways to allow your your baby more room to grow, right? And as your body starts to come back together after the baby, sometimes the abdomen doesn't want to close all the way. And sometimes it takes a little extra TLC and love and care to help really close that gap in the abdomen muscles. But what happens is when women, or I'm talking about me, right? When I was trying to lose weight after my son, I thought that I needed to do a bunch of like ab workouts, right? So I was doing all sorts of crunches and sit-ups. And what I learned is that those things actually made my diastasis recti worse. It made that separation 
worse. So I, I feel like I had this like little pooch for quite a while. And if I laid on the ground and pushed in between my stomach or, you know, around my belly button area, there was a really deep and really wide gap between my abs that I was just making worse by doing all these crunches and sit-ups. So I actually started to do some some therapy and I started to really work on very specific exercises to help with that. And my diastasis recti got better after my son, but it never actually fully went away. I feel like I always had a little bit of a gap. I feel like I always had um, a pretty deep gap. And, uh, you know, sometimes I guess that's just a part of having a baby. But this time around, the basically the moment I was cleared by my doctor, I started to really work on breathing exercises to start lightly engaging my core, learning how to really like belly breathe and fully inhale and then use my breath to start lightly engaging my pelvic floor and my deeper core um, muscles and my abdomen. Then I started really working on pelvic floor and, you know, working on more of those deep core and stabilizing muscles before I ever tried to do like, like workouts or before I tried to run. I really, really slowed down and started to work on healing my body kind of from the inside out, starting with the pelvic floor, starting with the breathing, starting with the deep core, and trying to work on that diastasis recti. Now, I still have a little bit of a gap. It's nowhere near what it was right after I had the baby. Um, I am able to run and exercise and do squats and jump without having any incontinence, without having any urine and leakage and it's really because I took the time to heal my body. I didn't just jump into working out like I did the first time around. I really took the time to fully heal and recover and also do some of those kind of boring, unsexy, glamorous exercises, the therapy in order to do what my body needed to recover. So that way, when I was around eight weeks postpartum, I started doing really short interval runs. And now at 13 weeks, I'm running like 5Ks, nothing more than 5Ks. They're still super, super slow, but I'm able to run and I'm not having any issues with incontinence. And that to me is so huge. It's so important. And while I'm not, you know, running and working out the way I was, you know, before I got pregnant, I'm still really happy with the changes that I've seen in my body this time around compared to the first pregnancy and the first postpartum journey because, um, you know, it postpartum is hard and pregnancy is hard on your body and it takes time to heal. And even as a personal trainer, I, I wanted to, to jump into it. I want to get back into running. I want to get back into racing. I want to get back into competing, but slow and steady wins the race And there is a right way to train your body and jumping in and doing the hard stuff is not always the best thing to do. So listen to your body, heal 
allow yourself to heal and then start working on healing yourself from the inside out, strengthening yourself from the inside out so that you can do all these bigger things that you want to do without all the little issues that come along the way. Some kind of fun facts after I had, um, you know, the baby this time around is that, um, you know, my feet have grown and, you know, obviously my feet were very swollen and I had to size up my shoes when I was pregnant, but I thought that was just because of the weight gain and the swelling. Um, but now, 13 weeks later, I'm still a shoe size up and uh, my running shoes are still really tight. So I definitely need to go get a new pair of running shoes because um, I see myself if I keep running longer than like three miles, I could see myself running into issues of like bruising my toenails or just not having a very good um, running form because my shoes are still a little bit too tight and uh, you know we don't want to deal with that. So I will be going and getting a new pair of running shoes in the next size bigger. Maybe my feet will go back to how they were before. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I'm sure there's a science behind that. I haven't looked too much into it because I'm just taking it day by day and what my body needs now and what my body needs right now is a bigger pair of shoes. (laughs) Another thing that I had to do is I had to buy super supportive sports bras. Um, pre-pregnancy, I was like an A cup. I barely had any breast tissue. Um, even after, um, you know, my, my first pregnancy, my boobs were very small and I never had to really worry about supportive bras, right? I could go in like those really light support yoga sports bras and, uh, I never had any issues with bouncing or discomfort, but postpartum, Now that I am breastfeeding my daughter, oh man, a supportive supportive bra and a supportive sports bra absolutely makes a difference because, you know, if I do a run later in the day when my daughter has been nursing, it's not so bad. But man, when I wake up at like 530 in the morning and go do my runs and my breasts are full of milk because my daughter hasn't woken up and, you know, uh, I don't know what the word would be, uh, you know, drained me a little bit. <laughs> I never thought I'd put so much TMI on um, this podcast, but we're keeping it real. Um, you know, in the mornings, having a support a supportive sports bra is definitely a game changer. So if you find yourself postpartum and you're getting into running and you're breastfeeding a baby, um, invest in supportive sports bras because it is a game changer. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next thing that I really made a mistake of in my postpartum journey, and this is more specifically with my son, is that after my son, I was obsessed with losing weight. I was obsessed with getting back to my pre-pregnancy body. And there were some factors that played into that, right? Um, Before I got pregnant, I was definitely suffering from an eating disorder. Um, I, I definitely... Uh, was very controlling over my food when uh, before I got pregnant and 
when I was pregnant, I I told myself that I wasn't going to do anything to hurt the baby. So I knew that I needed to eat food. I knew I needed to eat calories. And I knew that I couldn't make myself throw up while I was pregnant because, one, I was already dealing with morning sickness. Um and so I, I ended up gaining 55 pounds when I was pregnant with my son. And so the second that that baby came out, I was like, okay, the baby is no longer inside of me, which means the food that I eat isn't going to hurt him. So I cut my calories back significantly. You guys, there was probably a time when I was only eating like 500 to 1,000 calories a day. I would basically only eat one meal and that would be dinner. That was dinner with my husband. Um, Other than that, I didn't eat all day long except I drink coffee. I drank coffee and ate one meal a day and I thought that was what was going to help me lose weight and I did. I, I lost weight really, really, really fast after I had my son but it came at a really big cost and that was the fact that I had a really hard time producing breast milk and my whole life I watched my mom breastfeed my siblings, my younger siblings, and I always wanted to be a mom that breastfed her babies. And so the fact that I really, really wanted to breastfeed my son and because I was so desperate to lose weight, because I was so afraid of food and gaining weight and it's 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 embarrassing to talk about now but even though i wanted to breastfeed my baby losing weight was almost more important to me and it it hurt to not be able to breastfeed my son for more than a couple weeks exclusively and then of course we had to supplement pretty early on and i only breastfed my son until he was about four months old, then I completely dried up and and I was no longer able to do that. And a lot of it really comes down to my diet and the fact that I wasn't eating and I wasn't nourishing my body and that I lost my 55 pounds of pregnancy weight so quickly that, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't show up and be the mom that I wanted to be. So this time around, one, I only gained 38 pounds with my daughter. I had a lot better of a diet, a cleaner diet. I ate a lot of whole foods. Um, I also had um, some uh, sugar intolerance, insulin um, issues when I was pregnant with my daughter. So that also made my diet a lot cleaner and it made me a lot more conscious of my diet. So I only gained 38 pounds this time around. And while, of course, I want to get back to my pre-pregnancy size, of course, I wanted to lose the weight um, I knew that I wanted to do it in a way that was going to be healthy and allow me to still breastfeed my daughter, even if that meant that I didn't lose the weight as quickly, even if that meant that I didn't lose the weight at all until after I was done breastfeeding. I knew that I was completely okay with that because 
breastfeeding my daughter and maintaining my milk supply is so much more important to me than my appearance. So 13 weeks in, I still have a wonderful supply of milk. I have really focused on nourishing my body with fruits and vegetables and whole food lean sources of protein. And I have been able to lose the majority of my pregnancy weight. Uh, I am about four pounds away from my pre-pregnancy size and I just feel so much better. When I was postpartum with my son and I wasn't eating, I was so weak. I was so tired. I remember that I couldn't even like walk up the stairs with a bag of groceries without being out of breath and sore and exhausted. Now I am able to take care of my daughter. I am exercising. I am running and I feel really, really good. I feel really, really strong. Not as strong as I was maybe before the baby, but I feel strong in my body that I have now. And a lot of that comes down to the way that I am prioritizing nutrition. I am feeding myself. I am drinking lots of water. I am taking care of me while still losing weight and working on my body. So that kind of brings me to another point that I want to talk about. And that's the fact that, like I said, I am only a few pounds away from my pre-pregnancy weight. But weight and body composition are two very different things. Because even though I'm only a few pounds away from my pre-pregnancy weight, my pre-pregnancy genes are nowhere near fitting, okay? I can barely get them up my butt. They are nowhere near closing and buttoning up, even though, like I said, it's only a few pounds away. So why the heck is this, right? Why the heck can I not get my jeans on if my I'm almost to my pre-pregnancy weight? And that comes down to body composition, You might have heard that muscle weighs more than fat. Well, at the end of the day, a pound is a pound. But a pound of fat takes up a lot more volume than a pound of muscle. So pre-pregnancy, I had a lot more muscle and I had a lot less body fat, which allowed me to be the similar weight that I am today, but fit into a smaller pair of jeans. So right now, I'm actually no longer concerned with losing weight, okay? I'm not trying to lose any more weight on the scale. What I am actually focusing on is changing my body composition. So Because I want to maintain my milk supply, I have to eat enough calories. So I'm not currently in a calorie deficit, which means I am eating enough calories to maintain my current body weight. But 
I am really focusing on strength training right now. I am running a couple days a week because, of course, I'm a runner. I love running. But I am really focusing on strength training. I am focusing on my body, on my form when I'm strength training. I'm focusing on upping my weight and building up my strength, building up my muscles so that at a later date, then when I'm maybe not so concerned about maintaining my milk supply, then I can lower my calories, go into a deficit, still keep running and working out, and then lose the body fat. So I'm more focused on changing my body composition than I'm worried about the scale right now. Okay, and that is something huge because it's not always about the number on the scale. Okay. So I just want to kind of go over that because I see so so many women that are are focused on the scale when really most of us are more looking for a specific look or to get into an old pair of jeans more than they actually care about the number on the scale. I really don't care if I'm 115 pounds again, right? I don't care if I'm 110 pounds. That's what I was about before I was pregnant is I was like 110 to 115 pounds depending on, you know, the time of the month, whatever. I don't care what the scale says, right? But I do would really like to get back into my pre-pregnancy jeans. I'd like to fit into all of my, you know, Nike leggings and, um, you know, my chicken leg shorts that I really, really love. And you know what? It's going to come down to body composition more than just body weight. And while we're talking about body weight and body size and all the things, I want to talk about that expectation that we bounce back. You know, I just thought you kind of had a baby and then the next day you have a flat stomach and you look just like you did before you had the baby. And as some of you guys might know, that just simply is not the case, right? For me, it was several weeks after I had my baby and I still felt like I looked pregnant. And it is okay if you do not quote unquote bounce back. You know, I don't even like the term bounce back. It is okay if it takes your body time to recover, if it takes time for you to lose the baby weight. On my Instagram, I actually posted week by week what my body was looking like postpartum. So uh, my Instagram is at something underscore wonderful. You can look. I post like week one through I think six or seven. And each week you can see the slight differences in my stomach and as I go back down in, in size. But you can see that even like three, four weeks later, I still have that pooch there. And you know what? It is okay. It is okay that our body needs time to heal and recover. And it takes time for all of our organs to go back and for our uni- our uterus to shrink back down. 
And we don't have to compare ourselves to others. I really wanted to put myself out there and show what my body was doing each week. But do not compare my journey to your journey. And don't compare your journey to anybody else's. Um, I know I saw one of my friends who had a, recently had a baby and I was like, oh my gosh, you look amazing after having the baby. And she was like, oh no, it's this, it's this special brand of shapewear, right? And, uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with shapewear. There is nothing wrong with, um, you know, doing things that make you feel confident or tucking in all the, the things, but, it, it it just goes to show that even in real life, you know, we have things like shapewear that can suck in the mom pooch, right? Online, we have things like Photoshop and, and, you know, apps that you can make yourself look different. And we just can't keep comparing ourselves to other people's journey because we have no idea what is going on behind the scenes, And like in my last pregnancy with my son, um, I would hate for someone to have looked at me when I was eating 500 to 1,000 calories and starving myself and desperate to lose weight and in a point that I was eating so few calories that I couldn't produce breast milk, I would hate for someone to look at me and say, gosh, I wish I looked like that or I wish I was losing the weight as fast because I was not doing it in a way that was healthy or helpful. And, uh, you know, we just we got to stop the comparison. We got to stop looking at everything online and believing everything that we see. And we just have to stay the course. Okay, because there are times when I still look at my body and it's just it's not the body that I remember. It's not the body that I'm used to. It looks different. It's shaped differently. I don't fit in my clothes and it's so easy for me to be hard on myself or down on myself. But then again, I look at my body and I am so freaking proud of my body for bringing another human into this world for creating arms and legs and a brain and when we think about what a woman's body does in nine months it's absolutely amazing so I want to say that we are allowed we are allowed to believe that our body is still a work in progress, right? We are allowed to want to change things about our bodies and still have love and appreciation for the body that we are in, even postpartum, okay? So, That's that's it on 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 body image. Okay. Uh we'll we'll move past that, but it's something that I think is so 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 important. Taking the time to heal, eating quality foods, you know, understanding the difference between body weight and body composition and really not comparing yourselves to other people. But talking about, you know, some of the other aspects of you know, having a baby in postpartum. Um, when I had my son, I went back to work um, six weeks after I had my son. So six weeks after having a baby, I was back to working. I think I only worked part time. 
Um, but I still went back to working. I love my son. I love being a mom, but I was never meant to be a stay at home mom. Um, I like going to work. I like associating with people. Um, I like not stressing about money. So I was excited to go back to work. So this time around, running my own business and having clients, I made the decision pretty early on in my pregnancy that I wasn't going to take a maternity leave, which was fantastic for me in some ways, because as much as I love my daughter and I love those newborn snuggles, having clients that I still talk to regularly and wrote out their workouts for them, it gave me something to think about other than just being a mom all the time. It gave me something to kind of focus on when the baby was sleeping or napping. It gave me something to do when I was stuck on the couch nursing her. Um, it, it just gave me something to think about other than the the kind of all-consumingness of motherhood. It, it made me feel like I had a little bit other purpose other than just, you know, being a milk cow for another human. So I I really loved kind of having my business and having my clients. But at the same time, even though I could work in my bed with my laptop, even though I could talk to my clients in my pajamas, and even though nothing was physically strenuous, and even though I was doing pretty okay with balancing being an, a new mom again and working, I was still mentally and emotionally exhausted. And so while I do not regret not taking a maternity leave, and you guys, my clients are amazing and so supportive and so loving and pretty awestruck that I was even continuing to work and I didn't take a maternity leave, um, that is not for everybody. Um, and it was hard and it still is hard. It's, it's hard having a new baby and working from home. So it's not for everyone. And honestly, if I ever had a third baby, which I'm not going to, we are done. But if I had another child, I probably would take a maternity leave for my next baby. Uh, even if it was just like two weeks or so, I would still take some time to connect with the baby and just allow myself a, a mental break. So that way I could maybe focus on me or just like lay in bed and watch a movie without thinking about work. So that, you know, I do just want to say that, again, my clients are awesome. I'm really happy that I ended up working and I didn't take a break. You know, I I do Zoom sessions with some clients because my clients are all over the United States, really all over the world. But I do personal training sessions with them. So they will do their squats and their push-ups and their lunges and all the things. And I will coach them through it through a Zoom session. 
And we had a one of my clients and I, we had a Zoom session super early in the morning. It was like six o'clock in the morning. Normally, the baby is still sleeping um, at six o'clock in the morning. She's she's a pretty good sleeper, you guys. Um, But there was one morning where the baby woke up and I'm sitting there, um, you know, rocking the baby while I'm doing this Zoom session with my client. And I was getting like really anxious. I was like apologizing, like, sorry, she's she's fussy. She's probably hungry. Um, And my client was like, then just feed her. Right. Like if if your baby's hungry, just feed her. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm coaching you. And she's crying. And my client was like, just feed your baby. And so I sat there coaching my client to do her squats and her lunges and her workout while breastfeeding my baby. And my client was talking about how like empowering it was and how amazing it was that I had the opportunity to work and help people while still taking care of my baby. And I'm sitting there like apologizing and embarrassed that my baby's crying and I'm trying to work. And, you know, like I'm getting paid to sit here and like take care of my baby. Right. And she was just so loving and so encouraging. And you know what? It makes me realize, one, how amazing my clients are. And that, two, people are so much more understanding of women with babies than we realize, right? You know, I wish it was more normalized for moms to be able to work with their babies. Moms are amazing. If we could figure out how to like hold a baby and do the dishes and clean and, you know, cook and all the things while like holding a baby in one arm or work while we have a baby on the boob. You know, we are freaking amazing and can do absolutely anything that we put our minds to. So while I don't know that working while having a newborn is for everyone between my clients being so wonderful and just having that mindset of loving to work and support other people, it really worked out for me and that if you need to work or if you have to work, there is a way. Just give yourself a little love and grace because I will say you cannot do everything. You know, I think when I said that I was going to work and have the baby, I had this idea that my life would still look normal. My life does not look normal. Even though I am working and taking care of two kids, my life does not look normal. Our dinners look different. We order out a whole lot more. I had friends that set up like a meal train for me and they had meals delivered to my house so I didn't have to cook in those early times. My house is and was a complete disaster, okay? Working with a baby at home, even like recording this podcast, I have dirty dishes in the sink. My floors are not swept. There are toys everywhere. And you know what? It is okay. Yes, I would like my house to be a whole lot cleaner than it is right now, but this is just a season. And if I am going to work on my business and watch the kids and have a newborn that I am literally responsible for 24-7, then some things are going to have to give. And that means if we have to spend a little bit more money to eat out every once in a while or 
order Uber Eats. And if that means that the house is a little messier than usual, it is okay. This is just a season. And this is something that I've really had to work through postpartum. And it is okay. Yes, there's been some emotional breakdowns along the way. I'm not perfect, but we're figuring it out. And one of the biggest things I've realized is that there is no reason for me to put the unnecessary stress of I have to do everything or everything has to be the way it was before the baby because this is a crazy season and it's okay if things look a little differently now. Talking about some emotional breakdowns, though, with my son, I really struggled with postpartum depression, Um, even to the point where while I never would have made an attempt on my life, I definitely started to have like you know, just suicidal ideation, thinking that my son would be better off without me, my husband would be better off without me. Um, you know, starting to have those thoughts and feelings was really, really scary. And when I was pregnant with him, I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't even necessarily know that I was going through postpartum depression, um, which I think was even even worse, right? To to not have a name to how I was feeling. And you know what? I, I get it, right? Having a baby is hard. Um, some sort of baby blues, I would say, is fairly common, right? Between the lack of sleep, the hormones, um, it, it's a hard time. But I was just really, really low after my son. And that's actually why I started to get into running. You know, running was my way of dealing with the negative feelings and emotions. And I found running by using running as a coping method to my depression. So this time around, I knew that the baby blues might be coming up. I knew that I would be prone to maybe some emotional dips or some negative feelings. And I knew that that was coming. So when I started feeling like that, I knew to reach out for help. You know, I've tried to build a community of people that I can reach out to. Um, You know, I tried to do things that I knew would lower my anxiety, right? So the the first couple weeks that my daughter was, you know, born and alive and around, um, you know, she's obviously she sleeps in a bassinet right next to my bed, but I would sleep with a hand literally on her chest because my anxiety was so terrible. And by just having a hand on her, I could tell myself like, she is okay. I am okay. She is sleeping. I am allowed to rest. And by having things that just calmed me down and made me feel better and taking care of me was super, super helpful. And I will tell you that I actually recently started seeing a therapist because I know that it is okay to talk things through. And just like I believe that coaches should have coaches and, you know, we all need support, I think it's okay to have someone that literally is just paid to sit there and talk with you. 
right? Um, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in, you know, what people will think about or we hold ourselves back in a conversation, um, you know, even to like our best friends or our closest family members, we might try to edit the things that we are talking about or the things that we are feeling. And so it's really nice to have a therapist where I can talk about my anxiety and I can talk about my low feelings and I can talk about the the feelings of having to do it all and working and having a baby at home. And I can talk about all of those things without having any reservations, without having any judgment, without feeling like, you know, this person is going to, you know, someone that's just not a part of my everyday life. So I really, truly believe in professional help, therapy, whatever you need to get through this difficult time, go and do it because, you need to take care of you. If you want to take care of your kids, you have to take care of you first. Okay, so those are some of the lessons and some of the mistakes that I have made postpartum. Um, overall, me and baby girl are doing wonderful. She is fantastic. She is a great eater. She is starting to smile and laugh and interact with us more, which is wonderful. It makes me feel like, oh my gosh, this baby actually likes me and that I'm not here to just, you know, serve her 24-7. You know, she actually likes me being around. Um, My son is such an amazing big brother. He adores his little sister and he's so caring and so loving to her. Um, you know, overall, it's so good to to get back into running, even though I'm just doing, you know, 5Ks, even though I'm not back to where I was pre-pregnancy. It feels so good to move my body and exercise. It feels so good to be able to still work with my clients and coach them through running their races. And this has just been a really amazing journey. So thank you for allowing me to take this episode episode to kind of walk you through um, what it has looked like and the things that I've learned and the mistakes that I've made and that know that if you are in your postpartum season and if you are feeling alone or you feel like you're, you know, making all the wrong mistakes, you know, know that this is a journey. Know that we, none of us get it perfect and you are definitely not alone because you are always welcome to send me a message on Instagram or a message on Facebook. I'm here for you guys. You guys got this. Keep crushing your goals. I am cheering for you. Um, But that is it for me today. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful, and you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.